No Simple Road is stoked to have Sunset Lake CBD back with us as our sponsor. Sunset Lake is the real deal. If you've looked around trying to find CBD and it just didn't do what it was supposed to do, this is the place you need to go. They've got every kind of product you can imagine, including CBD tinctures with sleep gummies that are great for getting to bed, CBD gummy bears and reishi infused chews that can help bring you a little bit of calm in a stressful day. They've got salve. They've got smokable hemp flower that's great for folks like me that don't want to get stoned and paranoid, but want to have the benefits of cannabis. Well, now you got it. And they even carry CBD products for your pets, man. I'm saying this is Darwin approved stuff. Go over to sunsetlakecbd.com and check out the full range of what they have. This is Vermont grown right to your door and they're giving you 20% off. So put in the promo code NSR20 when you're checking out. You're going to get 20% off your whole order. And I know you're going to love it. They even have subscription options open for you. So you don't forget to get your medicine. Go check out Sunset Lake CBD, everybody. Have you ever listened to Playing for Change? Out of a world. That you got at Electric Fish Lights? Well, shit. You totally should. I think you should. You absolutely should. We're going to. Both of those I think we're going to. Yeah. And check this out. Go to electricfishlights.com and check out what IQ technology is. I'm not even going to explain it to you. Because you're going to go to electricfishlights.com and you're going to look at all the beautiful lights and they're going to explain to you what IQ technology is because that's how it's working this week. How do you like them apples? I love them apples. Go educate yourself. That's right. All the lights come with a 12-year energy-efficient safe-to-leave-on bulb, a hardware kit to hang the light, they're safe to use outdoors, and electric fish lights can basically build anything your creative juices can vomit out. All your favorite cartoon characters, they got all your sports teams covered, They, I mean, animals, barnyard animals, the sea life. We got jellyfish in the house, there's, yeah. you know, I mean, the possibilities are limitless. Go over there, check out what they have done. And then throw some new stuff at them to make them do new things. Yep, you'll be giving them what they will do. And (gasps) check this out. They're giving 25% off to the No Simple Road family when you put in the promo code NSR when you check out. NSR. You are going to get 25% off and you're going to get Delaware magic in your box. (sighs) Do you know what that is? No, because nobody, nobody knows, knows what it is. You don't. It could be a t-shirt. John might not even it know what it is. It could be a crystal. Until it happened. It could be a candle. I think Amy does. It could be a guitar pick. Yeah, Amy it could be stickers. <laughs> I don't know. You'll know when All you right. order. So go order. to electricfishlights.com or at electricfishlights on Instagram and enlighten your minds. It's getting down to the wire. And you know what? It's what? almost Christmas. Ooh, yep. that's true. And if you're sitting at home and you're like, I haven't bought Carl, Mabel, or Frederica a gift yet. Well... Guess what? Shop Tour Bus has you covered. Go They've to shoptourbus.com or at shoptourbus on Instagram and check out the digital lots. Most amazing creative purveyors of Grateful Dead inspired merch like the new St. Stephen design poster that they have on 100 pound French Navy, Navy paper with fucking red, blue and metallic gold. Whoa, check yeah. that out. Yeah. You'd say that 10 times fast. You don't have to do that. Just go to Shop Tour Bus and check out what I'm talking about. All their designs are Grateful Dead inspired. You are not going to find Steelies or 13-point bolts here. You're going to find song lyrics lyrics told in the form of pictures, which is pretty dope. And they are hooking up 
hand-designed boxes, so when you order, it's not going to come in a weird little Mylar bag. It's going to come in a beautifully, intentionally designed, one-of-a-kind box with a Grateful Dead lyric on the inside and a lot of little extras that we can't even tell you what they are because I don't know what they are. And also, you're getting free shipping when you put in the promo code NSR. No, that's wrong. Not that promo code. No Simple Road. No Simple Road. I don't know what I'm talking about. Put I in do. the promo code No Simple Road, all one word. When you check out, you're going to get free shipping, and some of you are going to get a Grateful Dead bootleg. miracle bootleg in your order. So go to shoptourbus.com and check out what they got going on over on the digital lot. It's the season to be jolly. Yeah, it is, Santa. You know what helps oh, with yeah. that? What? what? Some Define Premium Cannabis. What? Uh, one of our fine sponsors. I love Define. I, we all love Define around sure here. Do. If you are up in the Portland area, come visit us. We have two locations. Where? One in Hillsboro. The other in Forest Grove. Yes, oh. they are. And if you come in, and this world is crazy with all the new cannabis stuff. Our mission is to get you suited to the right medication you need because there are dabables, edibles, vapables, rubbables, smokables. I mean, it's just all the others. It's crazy. Yeah. So what should salts. I say when I get in there? When you get in there, you come up the counter and you're like, I am a, I am a no simple road listener. What? And I would like you to get me hooked up with the right product for me. And if I was the bud tender, I'd be like, guess what, yo, you're going to get 10% off. Is this your first time what? in? Yes, it is. You're getting a free t-shirt free too. T-shirt. A free t-shirt right. too? <laughs> and Dang. then you wear that t-shirt back, that's another 5% discount. So each time you come in after that, you'll get a 10%, wear the shirt, you get a 15% discount Damn. on your purchase. And yeah. you are going to go home feeling good. There wow. it is. Go to Define Premium Cannabis, two locations. Tell them you listen to the show, one in Hillsboro, one in Forest Grove. Say hi to Apple at Hillsboro Monday through Friday. He dresses like a skater. We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere. Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otil Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the Mel Carton Kids, Nikki Glaspie, the Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more. At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co-write, workshop, and perform with like-minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattengale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all-inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available and spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season four, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work 
that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dives, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from The Decemberists, Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from His Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out, and thanks for listening. Simple Road family, we're back. How's everybody doing? This is Aaron. And Mel. And Apple. And we have something magical for your Happy pre- Holiday times. Yeah, for your pre-holiday listening enjoyment this week. We have something amazing. We have the opportunity for you to listen to the most fantastic Mark Johnson. From Playing for Change. Uh, if if you are not familiar with Playing for Change, please stop the interview now and go over to YouTube and just put in Playing for Change. And They have their own YouTube channel. Yeah, go check out what they're doing. And then after maybe five minutes of watching What's Up, come back to the interview. I'll wait. And if you want a, a su- suggestion, look up Stand By Me. That's the one that, that started they started it. it all. So look that one up. And then... And then come back. Come back. All right, you're and back. And so back, you're back. All right, so now you understand the... Um, gravity. Magnitude <laughs> and, gra- yeah, gravity of the individual that we have for you this week. You, you know, I was telling Mel and Apple after we finished talking to Mark, like, I, this came to us through a publicist and, uh, you know, with the s- size of this organization and as much as, I mean... They work with the UN. They work around the world. Yeah, this is global. So I w- didn't know what to expect. I did, I've never met Mark before. And uh, I told Malik, it could have either been like a guy in a suit that's done, you know, 15 interviews today and we're his 16th and he's burnt out. And he's just going to go over the questions or you're going to get what we got. And like one of the coolest dudes ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, it this this is one of those interviews. This is actually like one of three that I could think of, and that the is energy, going to change the our ener- life. Yeah, well, that and the energy in the room shifted dramatically to where it, it it was uplifting. The conversation was like energizing, and mm-hmm. uh, made me feel hopeful, and the times that we're living in right now, that's not an easy feat to accomplish. He did make me feel hopeful. Mm -hmm. He, I'm still processing it because that really, well, the synchronicity of it all, I tell the story in the very beginning, but you know, I wanted Mark on. I just didn't know who Mark was. I just wanted the person. You that, knew about playing for, you wanted I, yeah, playing for change. Exactly. On the show. I wanted playing for change on the show. Cause I didn't know what that, was in its entirety. I didn't realize that there was like separate foundation and, you know, all these different aspects to it. But once I saw the first um, playing for change video, I was like, holy freaking cow. Yeah. And uh, the reason, well, not the reason, one of the reasons that we uh, talked to Mark 
this week is because on Wednesday the 15th, December 15th, Playing for Change is doing a world, a global event on their YouTube channel. What's it called again, Apple? Playing for Peace. Okay. There it is. <laughs> Playing for Peace. Yes. On the 15th. And you're not going to want to miss this. Mm-hmm. We're not going to want to miss this. The, there's This is the digital campfire that we talked about during this interview, uh, an opportunity to hear music by elders. Every continent well, is. It's not just that. It's also Bob Weir did music for this. Derek and Susan did music for this slash did music for this. Like Mickey Hart, Mickey Hart Perkins from Jane's addiction. Yeah. I mean, the list goes on and on, but then there's also indigenous musicians from all over the planet that have contributed to this thing. Hopi elders and, you know, shaman tribesmen, reindeer herders. And uh, I'm excited that one of them is, is John Paul Jones and they're working on a when the globally done when the levee breaks. Yeah. We're going to get it here. This is a super exciting thing for us to have had on the show. And I am really excited for all of you to hear this conversation and to share Mark's energy with all of you because it is infectious and I it's medicine that we sorely need what he's doing and the energy that he's spreading out into the world and it's an honor for us to have this platform it's a huge honor. to bring this to you guys and um, I'm just really excited so I'm going to quit rambling and do the business as fast as possible well before we quit rambling I just want to say one thing because you'll hear it at the end of this interview Mark wants feedback from us here at No Simple Road of what we think and what our impression was of this thing that's going on on the 15th. Give us your feedback after you sit down, you watch this. We want to hear what this does for you and what you think of this whole foundation and what he is doing, the magic he's spreading out there in the world through music. Yep. So here it is. We're going to do the business and we're going to get you right to the interview. And remember to hang around afterwards to hang out with us for a few minutes because we got stuff to talk about too. So yeah. All right, here we go. Follow us on all the social media platforms at No Simple Road. Go to www.nosimpleroad.com. Get yourself some merch. You know, I mentioned in the commercials today that we are very close to the holidays. And you know what? We have merch that you can buy. And you That's can very gift it to and people in your life. So I'm just saying, everybody needs a coffee cup. We all drink, right? Everybody needs a fanny pack. We all carry stuff. Everybody, everybody needs, needs a, a hoodie. That's right. So... Go to, hoodies here. Go there and season. hook yourself up, man. And let's see. Go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road so that we can continue our global mission of spreading love and community and togetherness and in-depth fun and weird conversations with the people that inspire you. That is how we pay the bills. So go to patreon.com forward slash no simple road and you can give as little as a buck a month and that keeps us afloat because we're in a boat, don't you know? Don't you know? And then for a non-monetary thing to do there, you can go on over to Apple Podcasts and you can go in there. You can leave us a five-star review, which helps us pop up on that algorithm for more people to see and everything. And if you want to go beyond that, it doesn't cost a dime either, is to leave us a review. Uh, We haven't had one since towards the end of November, so give us some Christmas love and leave us one of those reviews so me and Mel can read it. We could use one December one, y'all, please. I'm I'm asking as a Christmas gift to the family here that you would call in, or not call in, that you would write in on Apple Podcasts and leave us a little And then after you get done writing in, then you can call in. How do you call in, you guys? You would call 971-808-1524. Mel? 971-808-1524. 
808-1524. That's the No Simple Road tepid line. And we have a couple of phone calls this week here. Here, let's uh, hang on one second. All right, here we go. Let's see. Here's the first one. Hey, Aaron. Happy belated birthday to the conductor. Uh, wishing you a good one. Hope everything uh, was rocking and green sky. And uh, uh, welcome to a, another year around the sun. Oh, that's super sweet. Thank you so much. And oh, no, nope, shut up. Double. <laughs> hey, double. What does it mean? I uh, it double rainbow is <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I do know that a belated birthday wish is super cool. And whoever you are, I appreciate it. Thank you, brother. I love you. And Green Sky with Holly Bowling was probably one of my favorite shows I've ever been to. So, thanks for calling and I got one more. Wow, is this No Simple Road <laughs> number? Uh, my name is Marty, and I just wanted to tell you how excited I was for you guys to play uh, Mississippi Sound stuff and interview uh, Yella P, Danny, and Pearson, uh, my friend. I'm, I live way up here in Minnesota, but I did attend a harmonica conference down in Hill Country, uh, Holly Springs, Mississippi, once, and Damien was one, one of the... Uh, professors there and uh he's uh he's a cool cat and he just plays the mean harp and uh his album is great and uh, i'm glad that my jam band friends are picking up on uh with my blues friends uh catch you later bye heck yeah we are thank you marty marty that you sounded genuinely happy that's really awesome yeah and of course man you know i the majority of the stuff that we do on here, it could be um, construed as jam band and jam band related or adjacent. Uh, but we in at our hearts are music fans. We're and, growing yeah. too, you know, like no simple road changes. And so starting from something that was, you know, Grateful Dead inspired, it just kind of weaved into art inspired. And music. And life. Yeah. And this interview that you guys are about to listen to is a perfect example of the All of the global impact and breadth of music and what it can mean for consciousness and our planet and humanity as a whole and um, those are not little topics and no. this guy handles all of it with class grace style and and happy anniversary to him for playing for change, him and Whitney, for 20 years. Yeah, coming up so, 2022, yeah. 20 years. So um, are we there at that point where we get him to the interview? I think we are there. I think we have a ribbon right there. Yeah. Arrived. Arrived. A ribbon. A ribbon is not a word. Here we now. are. Okay. <laughs> Without further ado, the No Simple Road crew gives you Mark Johnson from Playing for Change. We did that all together. But I heard about you last summer um, through a coworker of mine who, um, I don't, like I said, I don't know how he found out about you, but was like, you guys need to look at playing for change. And I was like, okay, had no idea what to expect. I went on and I was like, on YouTube for hours. Yeah, we were just about to have Anders Osborne yeah. on the show. Oh, really? And, and she pulled up the he, Anders I, one. I, I, like, I oh, didn't, yeah. I, I had no idea that I was going to see him, and I was like, oh, a shit. Country Road, or? Yes, and uh, 
Wow. First of all, wow. I am such a fan of your work and your editing skills are out of this universe. (laughs) And I'm not a tech person at all, but like whatever and however you're doing this, I've just been really excited about this because what you're doing is like unfathomable to me. How (laughs) everything is so perfectly synchronized and orchestrated and the, the people and it's amazing, Mark. Like, I, I just want to get that out of the way, the gushy part, so we can get down to the business. <laughs> well, that's the greatest compliment ever. Thank you so much. And it's, you know, it's so many people putting in so much energy. And I think that that's what comes across at the end of the day is it, it's not like it's one person. It's the whole world doing it, whether they were helping us find the location in some far off country or helping us find a musician who played a certain instrument and then those musicians and then all the crew and the producers and camera people. And, you know, it's just a huge group of group effort. Yeah. Can you talk about the genesis of the playing for change um, movement, right? Is it a movement? Yeah. What's so exciting is we're 2022 will be the 20th year since I first started playing for change uh, with my co-founder, Whitney Cronkey. And, you know, originally, I think the idea had started in, in the late 90s because I was a recording engineer in New York City. And one day I would go to work and I would record music with Biggie Smalls. And then the next day would be with Paul Simon. And then the next day would be a 70-piece orchestra. And every time you're there recording music, you're at their happiest moment of their life. At yeah. some point, you see like this complete joy come out of them. And I realized, you know, I bet if they could see in each other what I can see, they would all hang out together. But instead, they would all go to totally different worlds and come in and go back to totally different worlds. So I just knew that music is this really interesting thing, especially when you're recording it, kind of the through line you can you can come up with. And then I was on my way to work one day in a subway and there were two monks painted all in white with robes on. One of them was playing a nylon guitar. The other was singing. I don't know the language. I imagine nobody knew the language, but the whole platform was just packed in New York City. Nobody got on the train. And I looked around and I just see, you know, a homeless man next to a businessman and a little girl next to an elderly woman and everybody just watching this music so connected. Then when the song ended, they get on the train, they go their separate way. But I realized two things. One, uh, the best music I heard in my life was on the way to the studio and not in the studio. Wow. I realized I could spend my life in the studio, but I'm never going to record whatever that just was. Like that's the first thought that came to me. And then the second one was, wow, everything that made everybody different seemed like it disappeared when the music was playing. Wow. So there's this power in music that I was just really coming up with or noticing that, wow, you know, in these various scenarios I'm in, I can see this as the great unifier. And so that was sort of the idea was let's take the studio, the same equipment I use with Paul Simon, and let's bring it out to the streets, to the subways. Let's go learn from the people. Let's make music with the people. And it all really started out of that. Then, you know, evolved over the years to it's always just been about music. So it's all kinds of music, music in villages, um, music in the streets, well-known musicians, musicians you never heard of because a lot of music is about discovering. So it's always like taking those aspects and turning it into something that has so many different kinds of people and music that it really does become, you know, a project for the human race, not for any group. It's not for any team. It's for everybody. And that energy gets put into the music. And then I think it, 
it gives it that legitimacy that this is real. This is real people around the world doing what we were born to do, what we invented, you know, as people, we invented this music yeah. to do this, wow. to do this exact thing. So now it's just sort of grown into that kind of concept uh, on a global scale. Mark, I have to tell you, I had a similar experience. Well, I think the three of us had a similar experience to your subway experience at a Radiohead concert. Um, okay. The show ended, they, they were encore in the show with creep and we've all heard that song a million times and they're in the midst of playing and everybody's singing along. And I looked around and there literally, there was a monk <laughs> down, <laughs> down like a couple rows down from us. And there was a guy in a suit and there was an older lady with her kid and, you know, a kid with a Mohawk and us and like all these people singing in unison together all of our differences were disappeared in that moment. And we were one being singing together. Exactly. And, and, and from it, that experience, you become more connected than you were before it. Right. Yeah, yes. That's the beauty of this stuff. It really does work. <laughs> it's, it's, I think that's the most primal and fundamental kind of magic that human beings can do it because it came from us sitting afraid of the night basically around fires and having to entertain ourselves with sticks and rocks and skins and the things that were available to us. And that's how we stayed connected through the fear of night, you know, and then right. out of that. That's so funny you say thing, that. Yeah. I love that, that, that analogy. And then it's like, yeah, we all, we sang to entertain and also to, you know, educate and inspire. Right. So yeah. you get all of it mixed in there. And our show this year, the, one of the main concepts is kind of calling it a digital campfire. Ooh, you know, this right. is sort of like what used to be, yeah, a, a group now is the whole planet. But, uh, you know, when we have Robbie Robertson doing some of the narration and setting that whole scene up. And to me, it's like the most inclusive digital thing ever because you're about to see hundreds of musicians in so many countries and all these great indigenous people being able to get a voice to be able to tell us what, what we all need to know from the people who know the most and are usually asked the least yeah. surrounding, wow. and surrounding it by this great music, which is going to pull everybody in and make everybody feel good. So it's kind of like that ancient digital, it's a, you know, a digital version of an ancient campfire around yeah. the world. So I'm really curious because the indigenous stuff, I love it, man. And, and it, like you said, those are the people that are heard from the least. So yeah. When I see that kind of music in your productions, who finds that? Like, how do those people end up with you? You know, it all started with let's get out. Let's let's go off the streets after the beginning and let's go into, you know, ancient places and learn the role of music. Like, why do they play music in certain spots around the world so we could learn from it whether it's you know the himalayan mountains it's for enlightenment and for israel palestine that area playing together it's about like forgiveness in south africa the same thing a lot of it's about forgiveness for apartheid and for that and then when you get to indigenous in america it was a lot of it was it's just a it's an entire part of their identity like their entire everything they do is surrounded by music and rhythm and then a deeper connection 
around that. And even the role of the wood and the animal skin on the drum and the, and the rhythm patterns they're playing for different emotions. And so these sort of things really drew us to go learn. And then the coolest thing then is to incorporate, you know, what they do with uh, the idea of a song around the world. So I think one, I, the most recent one was the Lakota and the Sioux that were added to all along the watchtower that we had done around the world. <laughs> but this new show is so many incredible indigenous musicians, specifically Hopi and Navajo. Okay. Wow. And we went to the reservations and recorded the musicians on the Grand Canyon and filmed the elders telling us about, you know, just the most insightful thing I've ever been around. And honestly, I'm just saying that not because we're talking about the show, but just the, the truth of finally taking these songs around the world and using them now as a guide to storytelling instead of each one on their own. Mm. You know, that is a beautiful thing, too. You can always watch them on their own. But it's also a remarkable tool to pull you in if you have characters in the song mm. and then you get to go learn something from that character. It's an easy segue for people to go into, you know, you're taking a trip around the world anyway. Now we figured let's let's try to learn something along the way. So are they receiving you like happily? Like, they're, you know, they're like, yeah, come on in. Let's do this. Or are they, you know, what, what kind of. Right. Yeah. How are you getting them? You know, <laughs> Right. And, and a lot of it came from in the very beginning where the first song around the world we did was where we learned so many lessons. That was Stand By Me mm -hmm. and the song One Love by Bob Marley. And we were in Soweto Township, South Africa, and I, and which was the murder capital of the world at the time. And I was filming I, and I had an iPod video so I could show people where the songs were at at that time, you know. And so these guys come over to me and they, they look at my iPod and they get excited and I hand it to them with like a splitter and a couple of headphones and they're watching where Stand By Me was. And my friend comes over all worried and he's like, hey, man, those are the gangsters like they're going to steal your stuff and and, you know, it could be dangerous for you. And then he comes back a few minutes later with them so excited, handing me back the iPod. And he says, they told me to tell you you're safe. They got your back while you're here. And thanks for coming for their music. So I admit wow. that I was naive to have been in the scenario. Right. But then I, what I realized in it was it's all about the intention. Like, why are you there? Why do you want to come? And that yes. has stayed true in every pocket of the world I've ever been to. It's why you're there. And if you're there for the music, you're always invited in. Wow. wow. Like, impossible to not be invited in if it's for the music. I've been to places that would otherwise, really any other reason I was there, I think would have been, you know, horrible. Mm -hmm. But because of why I was there, it was like they turn into a celebration. Oh, super my dangerous places, super war torn, divided places. And then certainly indigenous communities that otherwise have every right to say, no, don't come in here with your cameras or anything. In this case, it was we want this opportunity to first play our music with other people, but more importantly, tell our story we, because it's time. We are in a very precarious, very precarious moment in time right now. And I, that's one of the things that I, I love the most about what you're doing is these stories, songs and rhythms would otherwise disappear. You know, if, if they don't get recorded and shared, and the power that's in them will fizzle, you know, with the communities that are being shrunk and pressed and pushed out. And I, uh, it's a beautiful thing to, 
be able to step in and, and be a conduit for those things to reach so many people. And I just imagine from your end, you know, you're doing this out of passion and love for music. But once you start traveling around the world and meeting these people and being in these different places and affected by the energies of it and the, the music that's being played for you, it's got to start transforming you, right? No doubt. <laughs> okay. So from the beginning when you, to when you very first started to now, 20 years later, what are some of the things that you can say that have, you know, really changed you through, throughout that time? Right. Well, I, I think the biggest thing is that everybody in this world is so connected mm-hmm. and it's just about context. Like everybody I've seen from so many different places all share, you know, this so much of the same humanity and the things in life that divide us, you know, are never going to be as strong as the things that bring us together. Mm-hmm. You know, no matter what, I mean, there is nothing we can do to divide us that we couldn't undo. Because when I go back to a lot of the roots, the places with the most history, they're all connected. Mm -hmm. Everybody's connected. Like we come from a connected world. We created a divided world. So now it's our job to reconnect, which I think is easier than saying, wow, for the first time in the history of millions of years, we have to come together. No, we've always been together. And then we created these differences. Now we got to recreate the connections. And that's what happens whenever I go. I'm never, you know, put in a category of like, oh, you're this particular kind of person. It's always you're, you're, you're coming in to be a part of our world and learn from us. You know, and I don't bring myself to them. You know, I come in and I, and I, I try to adapt and learn from them. You know, that's really what I think is the role of people producing music the way we do it. You know, it's really to learn from the people and from the musicians and from everybody about their culture, how they play their music, how it's best going to fit in this song, things that are going on in their in their lives they want to talk about. You know, a lot of it is about just being able to pull it out. Being humble is another great lesson. Mm-hmm. That I've learned from everybody, the greatest people I've met out there, always like that. And, uh, and yeah, and just that there's so much hope, you know, I, I know that we have a lot of problems, but I feel like we have more solutions. And if people are really having a problem, you could probably just count to three and let it go. And that would solve yeah. a lot of the problems too. As long as they've been going on, they don't need to go on. Those are decisions we get to make. So I feel like it more empowered because I want to honor all the people that I've met. And believe me, if I'd have been like beat up and, and torn down this whole time, then I would tell you, you know, but just like an objective person traveling the world for music everywhere, open their arms. I just, I, in my mind's eye, I see like, like a, a guy traveling around like with a basket on his back and like, (laughs) taking these beautiful fruits from all these different people and like setting a table for everybody to come eat at with all this wonderful stuff from all over, you know? And I love that. Yeah. And that's, there's huge power in that, man. That's, that's, um, unlike anything that's ever happened. If you think about it, I mean, those indigenous cultures that you're talking about are for the most part isolated from, 
the outside, you know? And so those songs and rhythms and stories have never mixed and intermingled. And, and, And what you're doing is facilitating this like weaving of a tapestry of the world's voice. That's crazy, man. That's nuts. Yeah. Well, it's so cool to talk to people that get it and that see it. And, you know, it's for everybody. So I think that's the whole point. And the indigenous voices are so easy for us once we're given the opportunity to hear them. Like, I learned more in the last six months than I had known in my entire life about my relationship to people and nature. Okay. I mean, which is pretty big conclusion to come up with. Okay, let's start with, can you start with the nature part? Yeah, for example, in the Hopi community, you know, um, well, they believe water has memory and that water responds to human behavior. And so if we act well with our hearts, our minds and our spirits together, there will always be water and clean and fresh and we can make make that happen. But if we're out of sync and all conflict and divided, divided, then this is what happened. You know, these things are related to our actions as people. Mm. We determine them. So then you have another Hopi concept that, you know, when we die, the water from our bodies goes into this clouds and it mixes with the clouds and it comes back down as rain and becomes rivers and becomes our water. And so really, you know, our ancestors are all around us. It's all alive. You know, these these things are not. So if you're poisoning it and draining it, and doing all the things we're doing, then maybe if you saw it a little differently, you would start to realize how you can't do that. There's never going to be enough, a good reason to continue with, with, with what we're doing. And I think if you can personalize it and humanize it, you can make a lot more people make change. Mm. You know, I just don't think you get change by, by any other way than by making people care more. Mm. You know, and and so like I know there's money and everything, and that can determine a lot of decisions. But ultimately, caring about it will make you change what you do about it. And so, with the Native Americans and the you know, we have one song where we have Native Americans playing with Indigenous musicians in Northern Norway, reindeer herders playing with <laughs> Indigenous Maori musicians in New Zealand, and then all of them telling stories and the stories are like, I am the river. The river is me, for example. It's one of the things you'll see in our show that came from the indigenous Maori people in New Zealand. The thing I was just telling you was the Hopi and the Navajo, but they're exactly the same. Yeah, and They've never met and they've never traded, you know, concepts. It's just that when you go far enough back, you realize this is a much deeper connection to things and I've lived my whole life and traveled the world and didn't have that sacred connection that I do now. Well, and so yeah. that's what I think is so cool. So how did that change your daily life? Cause once you like something that grand dawns on you, how do you like bring that into your life? Yeah. I think for me, you know, it's, well, you know, there's always the personal stuff, like how can I adapt yeah. it just to my immediate things? Right. And then there's in terms of purpose, It's like, okay, I think what we need to do is find a way to share that wisdom with the world, you know, and that becomes now a mission to Ah. figure out how do we do it? And I understand it's a short attention span, (laughs) divided planet. So it's not like you just do it. No, I mean, you know, what we do is add music to it and put great context around it and then 
for people who want to know more, make sure there is more because there's always now an empowering thing. Like if you're inspired, then let's go do something with that inspiration. Mm -hmm. Let's do something that, that, that connects our planet. Well, I think you touched upon something that's really important to say is that, you know, you find these overlapping stories within these communities that have never met. I think that's finding fundamental truths. Right. You know know what I mean? That transcends distance and culture. And that's something that the planet has given human beings, regardless of what their color of their skin or where they live on the crust of the earth. Those are things that the earth has given to us that are truths that have been innate, right. That have been lost because of, I couldn't agree more because of technology and culture, you know? And I, I mean, were, I could were you on, um, an activist prior to starting this um, or did this? Oh, happen- no, I was just, uh, you know, I was certainly um, curious. OK, you know, but I just believed in people. You know, that's always been my thing. Like, I, I don't I don't want to be you know, I know if you start judging people or yelling at people like nothing's going to nobody's going to change from that. You got to learn from the person understand the person so i tried to put myself in different shoes you know and that was more my approach than activism because i would rather help make a bad person better than just you know a good person great i mean they can do that on their own but like people really struggling they need somebody something to inspire them because fear keeps feeding fear and like so much of our world is afraid of stuff that is so ridiculous to be afraid of you know, we got booked a concert with the Playing for Change band to go to Beirut. And I remember searching on the online, you know, is it for is it okay to travel there? There was like a flashing siren <laughs> on, the, on the page, you know. And then, but and I talked to the promoter and he said, man, I know it's been like that forever, but it's really safe here. You'll have an amazing experience. You know, I got to be responsible for people coming from all over the world. So I just wanted to make sure. Right. We went there and within within hours of flying, you're sitting at a, in a family's house, eating their food, you know, with their pets and their kids crawling on your lap and everybody's laughing. And you realize how crazy it is that they put this wall of fear between us so that we can't go see how beautiful we all are. You know, it's like that's what's going on. And I think the music tears it down. You are uncovering and and displaying for lots of people who don't get to travel, who don't think outside of the box you're uncovering um like Aaron was saying this huge nature truth and in such a unique and wonderful package because if you just look at this one video you will be inspired any any of them the stand by me lean on any of them and I've never seen it like the the way that you're talking that I said activist earlier with just a little bit of a trepidation because it doesn't seem like that, but you are. But activist activism has this like negative connotation, mm-hmm. you know. But what you're doing, it transcends that. It like you said, share the wisdom with the world, and through your medium, through your art, you're. It's the most beautiful way it's to elegant. share it. It's yeah, elegant. It's, it's elegant. Exactly. Yeah. It's it's. It's sweet. It's, uh, you know, like a puffy cloud, you know, and not a dagger, you know, and 
activism a lot of times is a dagger. You're judging the other person or the other side or whatever, or you, you want to be heard. And here you're just like playing. Yeah. You're sharing. And that is something really great and something amazing to be proud of. Uh, Yeah. And you know, whenever I, I think about what you're doing, it, it, it baffles me the scope of it. It's such a big thing. Like you're not just dealing with artists here in the United States. You're not just having like slash or, you know, Anders or whoever. Those are big names all by themselves, but you're also like the Hopi, you know, (laughs) the Sioux reindeer herders and people (laughs) in the Amazon. And like, it's such a big project. The scope of it, it, um, logistically, is is what I'm getting at. <laughs> how how does it go from like just doing it here in the states to to that, and you handling that as as like the guy that's driving that ship? I it's mind blowing to me to just think about having to herd all those cats. <laughs> that's funny. And, and, and your descriptions today have been so perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so you fully get everything we're talking about. And how do I do it is just honoring the amazing people that have given me this chance. Right. Yeah. You know, it's like, to me, it's the biggest honor ever. And so much of the reason people love it. Of course, it's a lot of work, a tremendous amount yeah. of work, but it's also a mirror, you know, back to people. Oh, of wow. the world they live in and the world they want to live in and the world we should be living in. And so I think that that part of, you know, that intrinsic humanity that's in it, I think is another reason it has such an impact. Right. And then I get given these, these amazing scenarios where I see so many, so much perseverance and so much transition from, you know, darkness to light, just from music, you know, like the saddest place I've ever been in the history of my life. The only thing that changed it from becoming the happiest place I'd ever been in my life was that they played music, you know, and that was in the home of our first school in Gugaletu Township, South Africa. I mean, it was such a rough time and a tremendous poverty and HIV. And I thought at the time, wow, we've finally come too far. Like this is called too far. Right. I shouldn't be here with microphones and cameras but I'd already handed that trusty iPod <laughs> to the guy who was going to play bass. And he was already calling his friends and he was like, buddy, you're not leaving. Like wow. set up the equipment. Oh. And then when I did, it was like an exorcism out of the, I mean, this place went from so sad to like the happiest place, screaming, dancing, little kids, elderly women, the whole thing. And I looked around and it was like, nothing had happened. There wasn't like lights had been put up and people had gotten like a whole stage and like, no, they literally set up in the dirt and started jamming and boom, it turned into a celebration. Changed so it's like, you know, this is, this is the kind of thing that I, I'm so proud to be able to, yeah. to do this. Right. Right. Though I am hurting cats, you know, I love them. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> you know, and so I, I, I just, I think it's based out of love. That's what this whole thing has taught me is that that's really what's out there. That, that comes yeah. through like a hundred percent. I'm yeah. over here. I'm over here speechless listening to you guys. You are truly inspirational 
and I could feel it through the computer. Yeah, yep. energized. Your energy and everything. It, it's just amazing. I'm over here getting glossy eyed and like happy chills and everything. That just like, I mean, that's all I really had to say. Well, other than you need a podcast to go on the road with you around the world, yeah. man. <laughs> we're, we're, we're ready. Yeah, so, we I mean, should. We should do something together because I want to build out how to get more of these stories to the people. Yes. Mark, work with you guys on it. Would love to. What about the song selection process? How does that work? And how do you go about the, not necessarily the technical editing aspect, but like, like how long does it take you? You know, you're, you're getting all these different, you know, five, 10, 20, however many musicians pick the song, learn the song. Is this one take? Like, can you just walk through a little bit of the process? Yeah, sure. I mean, for the song part of it, it's that we started off with Stand By Me and One Love, which were like universal happy anthems. Yeah. And then we realized as we were going, well, that's not all the world is. You know, there is a lot of other stuff. Mm -hmm. So we let's try to represent that stuff, too, in the music. So suddenly you start doing songs like War No More Trouble by Bob Marley um or the rolling stones give me shelter you know start to going down the road of of making it have conviction not just connection okay. you know and of course conviction is the is super important in everything but also having like this conviction of purpose that we're going to make it as a human race you know that curtis mayfield line i always loved it uh, you know i believe we're going to make it as a human race people i believe and like that being there it's not just that we're going to make it because everything's perfect now. It's because we're going to make it because we can see how we're all connected and that's how we would do it. So then you just start to widen the, the options of songs, you know, so suddenly now it's not just upbeat, happy songs. It can be darker songs with minor chords too. Mm. And then you start expanding that to um, indigenous songs. Like there's nothing cooler than either starting a song in a village with an indigenous community or bringing them their song played by the rest of the world. We've oh, done it wow. both ways many times. And then there's the people you meet along the way who write songs. And then now you're starting to take more original songs in a sense around the world. And, you know, so then, and then when you start to, then more recently, when we get into the storytelling, then it's trying to find songs that actually support the storytelling we want to do. So last year we did the United Nations show that we partnered with was on social justice. So for that, we worked with um, Peter Gabriel on Biko. That was amazing. Yeah. And it, <laughs> and, and it was really cool because we, we recorded that choir in Gugaletu Township at the beginning, uh, which is the place I had told you was, you know, that really dangerous place that transformed just from yeah. music. And, you know, when I was down there I, a long time ago, I was wearing a Biko shirt. And this guy came up to me like really intense and said, you know, that's the only reason me and you are on the street at the same time today is that man. Whoa. So even down there, I could feel like this is heavy, heavy stuff. This was the guy that really spoke to triumph and like, we're going to make it. You're not going to be able to tell us we're not going to make it, that yeah. kind of thing. Right. And so then to be able to work with Peter Gabriel on that song starts to owe people up, up again to some of the main lyrics, like, the eyes of the world are watching now. Like that's never been more true than right now, right? Yes. You can literally see almost everywhere in the world all the time. Mm -hmm. So that means we can use that as a tool to say it's not going to be okay to start oppressing people, killing people, 
you know, it's no longer just about can you get caught by your own government or is it your own government? Now it's the human race. And that wow. starts to make things, I think, way more empowered if we're going to try to, you know, change the direction. Well, connecting also, us as a tribe. Also, it's flipping the script on, I'm doing air quotes for those of you that are listening, media, because the media that we see is showing us fear and violence 24 seven and to use media to connect and show beauty and, um, and real true reality is a, is antithetic to that right thing. Exactly. And, and it's, it's like using your power for good and not for evil. And I, that makes me, that excites me. Yeah. So this is the thing, when you pick the right song, it has this sort of story and this kind of depth. So now I've taken you through like, here's how we could pick different songs. Then picking the musicians, a lot of times it's it's trying to find out how would you want to start? Mm-hmm. Like what would be the right start to it? I mean, we've done things as simple as in the beginning, a lot of them would be say Roberto Luti on a steel guitar and have him play a version of a song because now it's already going to be different. He's got his steel guitar. He might play it in the same key and the same tempo, but he's going to add this sort of street roots feel to it. So that's how we started a bunch of songs in the beginning. I mean, now it could be literally anything, but you find the start. And then that kind of tells you what sort of singers and instruments you might be interested in. Um, But almost everything works. (laughs) So that's what's also interesting is like, it's not a lot of get super specific, you can, like, you can say, oh, I want this singer, for example, like for Biko, we want Peter Gabriel, of course. But then the next great singer, somebody like Angelique Kijo, because she really represents the thing that we're talking about. She's this amazing African female voice with so much power in it. So then you start saying, and now how do we want to make these drums? Oh, it sounds a lot like taiko drums from Japan and Native American drums from powwows. Let's go get those. And then, you know, along the way, you can, you can always add something new um, because it's not, you know, really the other thing that I learned early on and never was trying to match a cover. Like right. to me, the best version of every song, in my opinion, is before I ever worked on that song. Like I don't go out there thinking now I'll get it right. Right. Like, they're already, <laughs> you know, it's my opportunity to fix it. <laughs> yeah, they're already perfect. So that gives you so much freedom to just try something new and let it be a new voice to honor that song and honor that band or that singer. So, so you end up, yeah, a lot of freedom. Is it you? This may be a dumb question. So let's say the Tycho drums, right? You're like, oh, this this would be really cool to have Tycho. Is it you that like physically gets on a plane and goes and does the recording of that? Up until the pandemic, it had been every basically well, 90 something percent, you know, wow. was myself and a small crew with backpacks and mobile studio and cameras. And then most of it was finding a guide, you know, when we would show up that was maybe a musician or certainly had to know a musician. And then from there, we would just go, you know, meet new people. We, we may have arrived knowing in advance the kind of instruments they play and how that might apply. But it was really very just raw 
um, continue to just travel and travel and, and put the pieces together. And when you asked how long they could take, I mean, some of them take, you know, three, four years, could take five years, Whoa. but I'm working on many at the same time. Okay. So it just depends when I show up. That's how it works. So I don't show up and say, I just need this. I oh. I can I can meet what you play and be like, oh, that might be cool on this kind of song. Like maybe I have a reggae song. Maybe I have a blues driven song. Maybe I have a more Latin kind of groove. And then I can say, oh, based on this song I'm doing, Chan Chan or Guantanamera, that can be in one category. You know, Walking Blues or Give Me Shelter could be in another. And then, you know, Bob Marley or reggae songs could be in another. Uh, the other amazing phenomenon that happens here is that in the studio, people tend to, you know, overplay and mm -hmm. listen to themselves. And outside on the streets around the world, people listen more and play less. Mm. They listen more and play less, which is the most beautiful thing for making global music, you know, world music, which isn't world music. When I was growing up, it was anything that wasn't, you know, American or British. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really, world music is the world playing music together. That's yes. how you get all of these cousins and twins of instruments that that are get to meet each other all over the world you know whether you can have a harmonium from india playing with a bandignon kind of accordion in argentina and then you could have a harmonica here and they all get to play together you know and you can have all different kinds of instruments that come from the same tree but they're different branches you know and you bring them all back together and it's so cool because then everybody can totally relate to what people are doing and you know, so that helps, you know, we have different songs and carry enough of us, enough of them with us. Wow. And so like, do they sing wh whoever's playing, are they doing the song in its entirety? And then you're, yeah. you're pulling out what you need. Right. So they hear whoever had played on it up until I got to them. Oh, okay. So like in the beginning, they, people, that was it. Hearing, <laughs> people are just hearing a metronome, you know, just a click, dra click, click track. track. Yeah. That's the beginning, you know, and then. 20 people later are hearing a full band, you so know, so it's like and everyone guy. along the way, <laughs> so it just kind of depends on when I get there, what you're going to hear. And then as it gets told, as more people get added, then I start to find more, you know, ways to make space and move this over here and put this over there and, and give it its, its best, you know, way to work together. That's my like promise back to the musicians. Right. So, so how do they get it back? Huh? How do they get it back? So like these like small, like, you know, towns, these small villages, how do they get to see the finished product? Yeah, because I mean, it, pretty much everybody has the internet yeah. and the ones that okay. don't, you know, we just work with them to, sure. you know, we also have our playing for change foundation separate from our music project that builds music schools around the world. And we have about 20 music schools around the world. They're all free. They're all run by the communities. And from that, you know, we have this other great network of getting building music recording studios and dance studios and, you know, taking it to the next level in that context, too, for kids all over the world. So that, you know, that's another way, like we don't just go record and leave. Like, you know, we will, yeah. if that's yeah, what yeah. they wanted, then we would. But most of the time, it's that they want to build a connection and we're trying to build a family. I, that's what I was just wow. going to say. Yeah, you've built a network that has become a family that's actually now because of the schools um mentoring and growing the next generation of global musicians right so it's self-sustaining at this point right 
and proudly, you know, it's much more than even just music. Like as powerful as we're discussing music is, since the schools are free and run by their own communities, and since the music brings this trust, we get to actually diagnose what is the most important thing in this society. Maybe it isn't a music school. Like we'll do the music school, but what else, right? That's yeah. kind of the question. And then, for example, in Nepal, we have a school 14 hours from Kathmandu and a one hour walk into a village. And in this village, there's a lot of sex slave trafficking. And so they're trying to figure out how to keep the girls safe. So what they have is called the Mother Society. These women travel on foot in the Himalayan mountains from village to village, teaching the community how to keep their daughter safe through a play. And some of it has music, but it's a play. There's no televisions there. This is about showing up. You know, and they show up and they teach them how to create a watch and not to sell their daughters for false marriages and things that these villagers just never even imagined could be happening to them. They get explained through an art form so that they're now really able to understand it. And then they work with them to create this neighborhood watch that they set up in these villages. And so that isn't music, but it came out of music. And it's so much deeper than a song I might be recording. I mean, it's like a whole nother level. It comes into directly impacting their community in a positive way right? through the music. So that's the coolest thing. And in West Africa, our schools can be, you know, how do we get solar power or light in the maternity ward? And then in South Africa, it can be, how do we keep kids out of gangs? You know, they all have more come out of it because of the way that they're built. And then the way they know they're also a part of something that's the whole planet. No, it's not just their own school. They're connected to all the rest of the world too. Gives them that feeling of a global citizen, I guess. Yeah, yeah. How, I, I mean, it sounds like, he, are you going to run for president? <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got so uh, many. He's busy, man. The thing yeah. is, is you've got so many solutions. I have only heard you speak of solutions. All these uh, things you're talking, you know, sex trafficking. You hear it on the news and it's like this it's horrible and it's oppressive and it's what can we do and we'll throw money at it and create this organization that never gets a penny. Uh, here you are playing music and helping m elder moms and grandmas create art to stop trafficking. Like <laughs> how, um, it, not the how you're telling me how it's just, I'm blown away. At the scope of the thought of it. Yeah. Because That's you're, you must, Aside from the playing for change, the, the videos and things like that, like you've got this foundation, that is a lot of people. There has to be a lot of people. Do you have like an army behind you? You have to. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a, a super passionate people. And there is a separate playing for change foundation. You know, that's a 501c3 and it's all run and operated by amazing people. But again, the schools are free and run by the people in the communities. So a lot of it is empowering them, giving them a objective process. Like you can adapt it. You have to adapt it. Right. But the main idea is they look, they teach us what do they want? What instruments do they want to teach? What kind of music? How much do they want to pay their, their teachers? Then you need to get an unpaid board so that there's some group there that has nothing to do with revenue, nothing yes. to do with money, a hundred percent, just objective view of what's good for the community and good for the kids then they can come to us and we have our board and our staff and, you know, we can help make everything they're doing stronger. But because it, it comes from that, a lot of that is really like on the ground all over the world, people putting in so much effort 
And like all the songs I make too, I mean, I could go record a flute somewhere and it could be 70 people that helped make it actually happen. Right. Like it's mind blowing how many things and people get behind it, you know? So yeah, we definitely have an army. It's just, it's an army of the people. Yeah. So can you tell us and the people listening about the event that's happening on the 15th? Yes. This is um, the Peace Through Music, uh, Playing for Change in the United Nations, uh, a global music event for the environment. We had been approached by the United Nations, a a friend of mine who works at the UNFPA, uh, Alvaro Serrano, and he had basically said to me, you know, right before the pandemic, they were going to have this thing called the drum dialogue, and they were going to have you know, 50 to 100 indigenous drummers come to the United Nations to drum for human rights and the rights of Afro descendants. And then that got canceled. So he said, how can I work with Playing for Change to do this, you know, in an online event where you can, you know, tell the story of Afro descendants and indigenous people through music, which was a dream and the perfect fit for us because we already had this amazing connection of making songs from Africa to America and then retrace the slave trade and reunite all the different places divided from the slave trade or get this permission to film with indigenous communities and learn the power of their music. So it was really just an acceleration of that. Now giving it a platform to make a long form content for the first time, you know, we're not making five minutes, four minute songs. Let's go make something that's longer. That tells a story last year. One of the main issues obviously was social justice. So last year we did our first show, um, which was for social justice had, you know, thousands of musicians and people and and everything. And and it was an amazing building block to get to this year, which is, you know, the proudest thing I've ever been a part of in my whole life was making this show because this year's show is for the environment, which really opens it up to everything because everything we're doing now is about, we, you know, it's about connecting and learning and making good decisions as a human race. That's the only way this happens. So a lot of those principles I was talking about earlier start to really get to be applied now. Like every song we pick, everyone who plays on it, everyone who speaks in the event, everybody's coming together for this intention that we all share. It's not like I want my rights and you're taking them from me. It's like, wow, we share this planet. We share these microphones. Let's make sure we're saying something with them. You know, let's make sure we're doing something with our instruments. Let's, Let's start make sure that, you know, our actions are now unified. And so that is what this event is. It's uh, about a 60-minute show, um, features seven different songs around the world, all new for the show, um, including some amazing stuff. We've been working with John Paul Jones on When the Levee Breaks Around the World with incredible indigenous musicians. And uh, we work with the Black Pumas and Slash on colors around the world. So it's a contemporary, it's all kinds of music. And then just like I had said, it's about giving a voice to the people who know the most and are asked the least, the indigenous wisdom of the planet. We traveled all over the world. It's every continent included uh, in the show. Wow. Uh, again, thousands of, of musicians and people who have made it possible. And it's really our best body of work of combining the power of music with the power of storytelling. And as you guys said in the beginning, it's about that campfire. This is really like a digital campfire the most important time in history. We've all for the first time ever just shared something together, the pandemic. Mm -hmm. You know, the whole world in my lifetime certainly had never actually shared in something at the same time. Right. 
So this is an amazing chance for us to rebuild and reinvent the world we want to live in. And I think this show is a huge step in the right direction for people to come and be entertained, be inspired, but also be empowered. So where, wow. where do they go to, to yeah. view it and how to like get involved? Do they, is there donations? Like all of that. Right. So playing for change YouTube channel, which is just youtube.com backslash playing for change. That will be the, you know, our main host of the show. Okay. YouTube is also a partner. So it'll be on the main page at YouTube as well, which is exciting uh, to help just give more and more people a chance to see this. And if you go to playingforchange.com, you can find the landing page that tells you more about the show and gives you the ability to sign up and be involved in all of the, 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 the empowerment that comes out of it. You know, we have a lot of partners in the show uh, and our charity partners, environmental partners are American Rivers, which focuses on uh, clean water and water rights for indigenous communities across America. Then there's World Wildlife Fund talking about the importance of disaster relief and taking care of the planet, building it stronger so we can handle all of the issues we're having from climate change. Then there's um, uh, Conservation International, teaching people about biodiversity. You know, and all these, these things and stuff I didn't know much about. So that, what's cool for me is that I learned so much and so will you in a cool way. So biodiversity is another way for everything getting along and right. working together in the entire, you know, in the environment. So it's a really amazing, you know, part of the show where people learn about that. Then we have Reverb with the Music Climate Revolution, which is creating carbon negative touring, empowering fans, music lovers around the world to be a part of, you know, the solution, giving everybody tools to do that. So that's what I love is that's for everybody in the world. We also work with the United Nations specifically called Leave No One Behind, which just teaches us that a lot of times it's the poorest places that get um, hurt the most from climate change. And the other thing that, you, you know, that I would add to that is that oftentimes the poorest places have the best music. Yeah. <laughs> so wow. there yeah. are so many reasons for us to listen to these different groups that are out there doing the real work and then they empower us to join them, you know, and that's what the coolest thing, you don't just need to have one, one lens in this fight that we have against ourselves to treat the world better. (laughs) There is a lot of lenses. That's that's saying a mouthful, this fight that we have against ourselves. I want to cry at everything that you're saying. It's, I, I, I love I gotta, you so much, Mark. Let me say that while, while Mel's over here tearing up, this is usually like we all kind of have, we do this together. We have roles in this. Mel has a journal in her lap, as you see, and usually listening to episodes, she goes through one of her, not jobs, but what she likes to do and kind of a job is to pick out the, the little nuggets throughout and write them down. So we have these inspirational quotes. She's written some, but like, everything you were saying is the gold nugget. Yes. Yeah. Like everything. Yes. I saw her quit writing while she's making a little scribbling, but not like she normally does where she's like, Oh, that was a good one where you get a handful out of a conversation. No. You were so inspirational. And also congratulations on finding, obviously what you found to do 20 years ago has changed your life and educated you and turned you on to more music. I mean, wow, man, you found something not just to feed yourself, but to feed the world. And this is, uh, that is amazing. That's a 
I'm teary. We're all like kind of teary. It's just true. like, oh my yeah, God, I believe was, in you. Was it? Yeah, man. And that's what I felt with all the people out there. So that's the thing. It's so real. It's like, yeah. not just, oh, I did some great thing. Thank you. No. It's like, no, we are all a part of a great thing. And yeah, I did have microphones and cameras. But I didn't play any of the songs. <laughs> yeah. And you don't see me in the videos unless I'm like behind the scenes for a second. <laughs> this is the world doing this. And, you know, watching it, you're just as valuable, like, as making it. I yeah. mean, it's for everybody. Like, that's why I hope I don't want to talk too much more about it than just say, I hope you feel it. I set it up for everybody. And now yeah. you come in with an open heart. I think you're going to feel and learn something. I, was I, it yes. Moses when then like you know God like he got turned white his hair turned, yeah, white. Moses has turned white I feel like that's happened to you through seeing all of this amazing musicians in the world like you've it's changed you in a certain way that you just you your aura your your energy it's just different it really is different we've 250 episodes in talked to a lot of people. we've talked to some oh. beautifully <laughs> inspiring people that are doing incredible things but you're changed there's, like yeah, it, there's it, a you, handful of folks that i've spoken to that have this kind of you can feel it come through the screen man well it's well cool. just you you talking about what you're doing not even seeing it is inspiring so we haven't even seen the product and it's already inspiring <laughs> because of the, just the depth of the of what you talk about and and the hum, like you said humility and that this the laughter and the all of it, like you may not be the musician, but you are like the composer, the conductor. The, yeah, that's that's has the wherewithal to understand putting these things together is going to be a masterpiece, and that's just as much of a musician as the guitar player or the songstress. And you know, this global event on YouTube on the fifteenth, like I am. So excited. I don't even can't even think of the right words to say it. I'm so excited to see what you did and and what what the world did here. You know, I mean, we have been the last two years have been a very um, it's been hard. And uh, I know a lot of people that are have are losing or have lost hope because of the last two years. And um, I think that this medicine is sorely needed right now people need light people are thirsty yeah. you're providing you're bringing you're bringing like like what yeah you're bringing the drink and everybody is yeah. just ready to oh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, right like. and i can relate to that and to all those people so it's not yes. like i'm off on some you know just joyful place only like i get it right yeah. and that's why i'm so excited about it because it does do this it lifts people up it makes people more connected and, and, and it's real. It's the other thing. Like, you know, you don't need to go, you know, this isn't a prescription. Yeah. This is like, this is your planet. This is, this is a way of life. Your doctor to find out if hope is right for you. And this is going to, you know, yeah. And this is medicine for the soul. And, you know, I want to, I want to credit my, my directors on this show, Sebastian Robertson and Robin Moxie. Our producers, uh, my brother, Greg Johnson, Ran Williams, Alvaro Serrano, and the co-founder of Playing for Change, Whitney Cronkey. Them, along with an army of millions, is how I'm sitting here now. So I just want to, you know, thank them and 
Thank and you. Everybody, to them. And again, just make sure you know that this is for everybody. So yeah. thank you so much. Wow. And I want to mention one other thing. You guys may have talked to a lot of people, and I haven't done a lot of podcasts, mm. but you are so amazing to talk to. Oh. So Thanks, I mean, man. it's obviously a, a give and take here. Like we have, you know, you make me feel so comfortable to talk oh, about it. And that really, you know, means so much to me. So thank yeah, you. Yeah, we uh, appreciate you, we appreciate Thanks, that because honestly, I I wanted to hear so much of what you had to say because of how in depth all of your work is. And I appreciate you being so candid and so uh, free flowing with your with your talent and your incredible thought process. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you. I would love to do talk to you guys. Yeah. And and honestly, like Mark, if we can, if you think at the, in one of your corners of your mind, anything that we can do to help you along, don't hesitate at all. Seriously. Like I, I, I'm, Uh, I'm inspired. I would love to be a part of that. Yes. Great. Yeah, so we've got our podcast team. We got yeah, you. you got yeah. anything you need. Out. Yeah. Maybe what we can do is have like a little wrap up after you see it. Oh my gosh. You got I it. would love that. I would love that. Yes. Okay. Um, are, where are you, Mark? In, in, in I'm the in world. Venice Beach, California. Okay. Yeah, yes. I, I was looking out the window behind you. I'm like, it's still light outside. So he's on the West Coast. <laughs> where are you guys? We're in Portland, Oregon, where it's always oh, dark. Oh, I love it. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's dark right now because of the, Portland, the rain. I Portland, Oregon, though. What an amazing place. It is, yes. It, well, Mark, it's an absolute pleasure to talk yes. to you. And, and um, congrats, you congratulations on everything on this, man. And Thank and, you. And um, please let me know what you think after Wednesday. We will, we will be watching. Absolutely. My word. Absolutely. And I, and I think... Obviously, this is the, the, the bond has been made here, and yep. we look forward to getting to give you a hug in person sometime. Oh my god, right you're on, on the west coast too. too so. right, yes, Mark, you take care of yourself, have a Mark. wonderful afternoon. Thank you, Mark. Yep, made my day, guys. Thank Aww, you. Later, likewise. Bye-bye. What is a city without its music? The legacy of the New York Philharmonic is incredible. Nearly two centuries of history. That's a lot of music and a lot of stories. I was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking, I can't quite believe this is happening. Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people, and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts. Wow. Uh, holy fucking shit, man. I wasn't ready for that. I didn't know that's Thank what was God coming. Oh, fucking. my gosh. I was not ready for that. S- I, 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 okay. Yeah, I'm still oh. recording. So, uh, do, uh, do you remember when I first told you we I need to get the guy on? T- that I totally I, I didn't, remember. Well, I didn't know it was a guy. I was like, we need to get. So, I didn't know what to expect <clears throat> with this. Like, it, in my mind, it could have gone a couple of different ways. Like it could have been a dude in a suit, like reading cliff notes. That's yeah, done, you don't know who Mark is, right? That's done like you know twenty five other interviews today. Do you know like a press yeah. thing? I had no idea that that's what we were gonna get, man. That's that was that's on the level of meeting Jeff. That's a great. That, that, that was fucking yeah. amazing, right? That one for him to come in late, we were just kind of like, oh, okay. And then he was having difficulties, felt all bits like, dude, we're looking at hammocks waiting on you. <laughs> and his, I mean, he, I've never felt somebody that much. That's I mean, what it, I was trying to say been, earlier. Like, and if I have, I can't so remember many right people, now. And his 
he's infectious. His not just his, his energy, his presence, his yeah. presence, his his, pre- his look, his tone, yeah. his compassion. His I'm not trying to blow smoke up his ass. I'm no. trying to say I've. You're being gushy and unprofessional. I'm very gr- gushy, but <laughs> I like I. I don't know that I felt like that before. I, I've it, never seen it, any, how many people do what he's. I mean, he, he's he's not. Uh, I mean, he's obviously getting something out of it, but that's not his goal. No, he's obviously, you know what I mean. It's such a fresh. No, perspective. he's not trying to do like he, a fresh take on lean no, on. No, he is just <laughs> exactly like he said. He's like, oh, I'm going to fix this now. You it's, know, he, he is, is amazing. Fi- he's finding musical medicine. And going around the world to have people add their little pinch of love here and the pinch of sunshine there and a dash of, you know, humility and like bringing that musical medicine out to the whole globe. It's more than it's more than musical medicine, too, because like what he was talking about. About truths being in different tribes all over the world, he literally is uncovering the weave, like the the, human connection, the the weave between humanity. That's, and I'm not being like overly dramatic. That's a real thing. Like if he, if, if nobody had spoken to both of those tribes, we would not know that that is a fundamental truth that was given to us by the planet. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. you could write it off as whatever. It's the, they took too much ayahuasca or that's just their belief down no, he there. He looked clear. Or blah, blah, blah. He no. didn't. But you get what I'm saying? Yeah. No, but I when do. You, when you find out that, oh shit, they've never spoken and that's a thing there. And they've never spoken and that's a thing there. Well, now you can't just say that that's coincidence well no. what he said that to you about it it's like like we were we were we have always been connected we created disconnection yeah that we're is fighting amongst right ourselves and well, that's like true that... we're all connected well that's in the first chapter of the bible i mean if you want to get technical about so, it so even it's if not. it's a losing <laughs> game like if even if it's our fate as humanity to always be in conflict to some degree what a freaking noble cause Mark and Whitney have taken up in mm-hmm. creating playing for change. And well, then it's I, all one of the its... most powerful things he said to me too, is like going into like when he talked about going in the war torn place and everything, you learned right away intention. Mm. Yeah. It's why all are you there? About it. what, it's all about are what are you, are you here, here to monetize our music? And you, can, no. you can tell by talking to him and seeing him, that dude is pure good intention. And he took that around the world. And everybody saw that. Oh, yeah. And now he's created this. And the United Nations is coming to him for help. <laughs> Can that's you what, imagine? That's that makes what, sense. That's that what I'm talking about. Sense. Like, how is he not running for president? Dude, when I, I shit my pants when Dennis McNally calls. Can you imagine the fucking UN calls you? Hey, man, can you? Hey, uh, we like what you're doing. Can you help us with this thing to unite the world? He's. Drop the mic. If I was his mom, I'd be crying every day. <laughs> I would have like 
I'd have a freaking statue. I'd have an entire best. thing to for like an altar bill. <laughs> like just keep him safe. Keep That's him going. Have you, have you met my, my son? Yes. Have you met my son? <laughs> oh my gosh! I I just wouldn't be able to talk about anything else. <laughs> Well, wow, Mark, you stole my heart. Thank yeah. you so much for a freaking amazing, insightful, one of a kind experience. And everybody, yeah. everybody out there, um, do do the right thing. <laughs> no, everybody out there, make sure on the fifteenth you go to the Playing for Change YouTube channel. Yeah, tune in and or go to Playing for Change. Was it dot com? Yeah, there's Playing a dot for com. Change dot com, and see how you can get involved with this amazing. This isn't like this isn't like you know i'm not talking shit here i'm just using an analogy okay this isn't like the united way or anything like that this is like fucking global consciousness shifting sonic medicine and you can go see it there's testimonial videos that i'd only gotten a few into there there's a lot to look at here and there's i was watching one that was from argentina or something of a girl like in her young teens talking about going to hit the one of the schools that they had created and how it changed their village and changed their lives and all for the good for the whole connection of humanity thing and i mean this there's some there's some touching stuff that they're doing i can't think of anything else on in the world that's doing something so unifying no, no, and, and it th- I, that I root can't. of it too is through music, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, it's a beautiful thing. Rhythm, frequency, and sound is pretty, pretty wow. cool. In the beginning was the word. Guys. I am in awe. Yeah, so I'll say it one more time. On December the fifteenth, that would be what today Wednesday. Wednesday, Wednesday the fifteenth. Go to the Playing for Change YouTube channel and go to PlayingForChange dot com and. Go look at all the back stuff that they've done. And, uh, yeah, we love you guys. And we will be back soon next week. Yeah, with your Christmas present next week, right? Yeah. Christmas. Are we getting them something for Christmas? We have something. Yeah, we got them something. We just got to get it wrapped up, put a bow on it or anything. Make it look presented. little tinsel. Cool. All right, we love you guys. Stick around because we're going to just keep talking here in a minute. So we'll see you in a sec. Peace. See, I told you, you didn't even know we left, did you? And we're back. Yeah. Uh, oh, look at that. It, it it just happens like magic. But you know what? In between me so saying. Those are four things. I can make one of them disappear. Oh, okay. I'm being Apple, nosy. Apple's worried it. about the computer. No. I don't know what any of it means. I just stare at these things going across it, and it's cool. It's kind of tranquilizing. You can't. Don't say that word ever again. What? Across. Across has no <laughs> T at the end of it. Across? That's not a word. <laughs> Where's my pillow? <laughs> I need some milk. God. Uh, time to take a measurement. Hey now, no simple road family. How's everybody doing? And, uh, Real we're, good. We're back at the end of the episode. Chilling. I hope you enjoyed that and got Now we what can we really talk about it because, you know, we, we don't want to babble too much. We really, we still haven't really heard too much feedback about. I know our new format that's yeah, not new anymore. It's definitely not new and we've been doing this for a while and I guess you all like it. But um, this interview was really special to me and to all of us. It was... Why is tonight different than any other night? Energy and intention. For those of you that don't know, that's one of the four questions from Passover. I'm, I'm not being snotty. 
Well, you're being snarky. Yeah. Like um, a puppy. Wait, what was the question again? <laughs> Why is tonight different than any other night? That is, that's actually the that's one of the four questions from Passover. It's because we recline at the table. We chill out while we're eating instead of like you know, something else. Anyway. Okay. All right. Instead of being stuffy and uptight. Yeah. Sitting uh, yeah. Yeah, Mel, this, this one was a, a mind blower. I, I, leaving the studio with you guys after this, you could feel the room was charged with energy. He reminded me of a good friend of mine um, who I don't talk to very much anymore. And not very much I haven't talked to since we moved here. Um, but right before we moved here, um, we had a really amazing conversation and it, Mark's face and his, the joy in his eyes and how his cheeks like raise when he smiles and his eyes kind of disappear. It's like it, he's like angelic mm-hmm. in a, a certain kind of a way. It feels like, you know, like some people like they kind of look like a dog or some people like they'll look like feline, like people have like animals Animal that they kind of look like. Well, he just kind of has this angelic thing about him where like cheruby kind of like this innate goodness. Like yeah, you, you can't, could, you, you could see that. And I'm not putting him on a pedestal and saying like, he's not perfect or anything. He's, he's perfect. Or I'm not saying that he's yeah, we met the guy average for an dude, hour. but what he's doing in his, his life purpose is really what it well, is. Somebody that's been around the globe like that and has been has sat with indigenous people playing music all over the planet has to have picked up some of the juju that he sat in just through yeah. osmosis yeah so the pure well you that's all that, you know? it's like purity it is and you just see it it's like purity truth like all the good things that mm-hmm. you don't see in everybody it just came mm-hmm. through Yes. And then hearing him talk about what he does, going into these war-torn places, places that are scary, you're places, told not to go yeah, to. Yeah, you can't get into otherwise. Yeah, and he goes and finds music. the love. Like, you heard him talk about, like, the Beirut one. I mean, we all hear the stuff about Beirut. You'd think, don't go there. And he went there, and the music was amazing. And, I mean, what he's doing is just one of the most amazing things I've seen. <laughs> Look at how Im- like hugely impactful two people can be him and, and his partner Whitney. Whitney that started the playing for change to create this now 20 years, almost 20 years later. Um, something that's we barely found out about, but it's been going on for years and years and it's impacting us this deep 20 years later, mm-hmm. 20 years into it. Well, I think about the, Grateful Dead, 50 years. You know what I mean? Like music is an extremely powerful force for good, bad, all of it. It's a force. And it's in the, it's like he said, it's all about intention. What's your intention? And obviously playing for change, it's, it's pretty on the nose. It's in it's it's in the name. Yeah. It's in the name. Yeah. What? I don't know. I I I really am kind of like dumbfounded, and like my lips are you're flabbergasted. I'm flabbergasted. It's a great word. Yeah, well, that's why this one's so exciting too, because you're you're hearing this now. This event is happening on Wednesday, 
This is we're looking so forward to this event. Yeah, this is coming out right away because Wednesday this thing that's happening. We've all got to watch together, and then then we're gonna then you're gonna hear more follow up from us. Yeah, we're following yeah. up with Mark at his request. Uh, which didn't even really have to request that. I think we'd be following up with yeah. them anyway. Hey, man, and be, can we talk hey, to Mark, you again? Can we talk? We, we uh, you know, so yeah, this is this is just an amazing thing. I can't wait to see what he did. I mean, this you can tell from this interview how much he puts in, how much love and intention he puts into everything he does. Mm-hmm. For sure. So yeah, you guys heard all the things. You know, you know what to do, where to go, and all that. Um. Again, Mark, thanks thanks for coming on and hanging out with us. And, uh, yeah, huge honor for No Simple Road. It made me feel like I don't, I don't typically, like, feel like, holy shit, we're, like, this is, gonna, this is doing something. You know what I mean? While we're in the midst of a conversation, maybe I'll realize it after the fact or, you know, it'll have an impact on me once I listen back to it. But in the middle of it, I was like, whoa. Yeah, Holy this shit. immediately felt like that. Yeah, like okay. By, you know, I feel like there was no wasted words or wasted time in Mm-mm. this interview. Everything was kind of like manna. It was feeding the listener and the like, hearing about his creation of playing for change and his experiences is literal blessings like little morsels because it you feel it you you know you give back willingly or not how you feel if you feel like crap you just put that out just because you you, because you feel like crap and it's not I'm not saying it you know like you know shame on you I'm just saying like when we're down we we usually put down vibes it's hard to be like Yay! Yeah, exactly. And even, and even if you do, it's a crappy. Yeah, exactly. there's like, like it's like this. it's forced. Yay. Crappy, yay! Hey, yay for crap! Yeah, yeah. you know it, it's a it's a really cool thing to be able to do this, and it really helps to make me feel like our um our signature is being even carved, and our path is being formed as we're speaking to the people that we speak to on no simple road. Yeah. It, it changes our tra- trajectory or it like puts the groove in deeper. You know, that's something that I've thought about ever since I've been out on my own. Like since I moved out of my parents' house, like I've always thought about that. The, your entire life can change in a minute. Like, we all think everything is just a constant and change isn't around the corner for us. Or if it's coming, we're, um, we're in charge of when the change happens. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you get to pick and it's not like that, man. Your life can be altered with a phone call or a a chance meeting in a grocery store Yep. or a lot of different things, you know, a, a podcast interview. It can come once in a while. You can get shown the light in the strangest of places if you look at it right. It's it really is true, and like change is all around us all the time. So when we sit down to have these conversations, anything can happen, you know. And we just don't know. We and that's exciting. 
That's beautiful. That is exciting. And we don't know what's going to happen. I, I never thought we'd be talking to people that are doing um, good on the scope of that. On the global scale? Yeah, on a global scale. That's that's a big deal. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to sign them up for freaking, <clears throat> you know, for leadership <laughs> of some sort. What do you mean? Like, I want oh, to Mel be, the, wants to be <laughs> president. Mark Johnson for president. <laughs> well, you, you, asked, you asked him that. No, yeah, this I mean, is a person. I know he laughed it off, but my gosh. I got your back, Mark. Uh, he's, he, 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 oh, yeah, yeah, he's doing I, what he's doing what he's supposed to be doing. Yeah. No, I know. You don't, this, I, I this would is, definitely this vote is though. What you're, for him. Yeah, he's so, so happy. So, so what? On the heels of this stellar fucking conversation, yeah. Uh, how has your week been? How was your week been? How, how has your week, week been? been? That's not a phrase. How was your week been? <laughs> um. Did a little Christmas shopping. That was super cute and fun. And got into the spirits, started decorating. I'm um, so excited. We got hangers that hang on oh the Oh, my bricks. gosh. I gave Aaron the biggest hug and, like, such gratitude when I saw the little box of brick hooks. <laughs> I don't know why that excited me so much, but, I, like, it turned my world around. I, mutually so not because we used it for stockings but i have to order some of those immediately so i can hang pictures on my fireplace i said i, I, I clicked one apple. onto the onto the brick and i hung the the stocking on it and i went oh mel we can hang pictures with these and then i was like oh, and then i go aaron the other side of the fireplace too the, the whole hallway, hallway. oh my gosh you they, know how much canvas just opened up in this household <laughs> oh my gosh <laughs> I am so thrilled. So if you if you guys out there don't know what the hell we're talking about, like we got those command hooks a couple of years ago that like have a sticky shit on the back of them to stick on the fireplace to hang stockings over the fireplace. That doesn't work good. And then when we went to take the fucking command hooks off because we had lit fires there, the sticky shit stuck to the bricks and it's still Is there. Is that why? To, yeah, that's why. So I was like a couple, like a week ago, I was like, there's got to be hangers that clip onto the bricks or something and lo and behold i actually said that and then you immediately looked it up yeah lo and behold there are clips that clip onto the bricks well good job it sounds like both of you like had input i had no input in this no decision i was just like i I have to have some (laughs) yeah the other ones just they don't stick but they stuck and it's great. They made a mess. They made a mess. Anyway, anyway, we got off on the stocking hook, <laughs> fucking boring corner. <laughs> Half hour later, they're freaking amazing. Let us the hold on. We're gonna post some pictures. Aaron, Aaron, you need to put pictures of all ten of them separately in photo shoots. I was already thinking about all the things I could do. It's very okay. exciting. The, the little things in life is that one of the things. Got, if you sometimes the little things in life can like. Yeah, it's a game changer. Thank we were you, just saying Apple. that a minute ago. Like yes. one thing, freaking little chimney. Thanks for bringing it around. It's, it's like whoa, <laughs> fucking revolutionary. Okay, no. sorry. You're, no, you're right, Apple. That I agree. That's what I wanted it to come out. Like this is revolutionary to our household. <laughs> so you you were saying you got in the spirit. You did some Christmas okay shopping. Christmas shopping. Did that, um, and then we went to two really amazing concerts and had sponge over at the house which all y'all will hear that interview in the little, coming weeks yeah in the coming weeks but holy cow that was so fun to hang out with them and 
there was like the cute little drama of them come, a couple of them coming late, not finding the house and phones dying and crazy weather. And us then, leaving to go look for them. Yeah, one it, you've heard, and they've heard us talk about our good friend Bryce is like mm-hmm. their manager now. And he, we saw him in management mode. He was like, it was, he, was, he was upset. He was getting torqued. He was. He was. He's got to stay calm. Got to stay calm, Bryce. But anyway, it was really a great time. And thank you, Bryce. Thanks, Sponge. Thanks, all. I mean, it was just great. And then they put on an awesome show um, that we went to and also saw Bodie Mojo. And then and Midnight North. And then we kicked off the night at Midnight North at this little place in Portland called the Holocene. 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 And had one of the, like, a coquito, which I never would have ever thought that I could get outside of my family's what house. What is that? Explain that. Well, a coquito is a, a coconut-based um, drink with rum in it. It's a holiday drink. It's Well, not it doesn't have to stay holiday, but it's generally made around the holidays. And there's a special can of, um, it's called Coco Lopez, which is a different type of like milk fat or milk um, cream yeah coconut cream milk and it's very thick though and it's kind of like translucent it's not like white and it's a different type of sweet and so you mix that in with some pineapple juice and um some uh rum some cinnamon nutmeg and blend it and or slushy this was like like the Bomb is slushy. It was. That's how I, I missed this whole thing last night. It was of the amazing. Drink, of this drink. Yeah. I would have gotten one. Wow. Well, okay. What happened was when we walked in, the lady was erasing the board. And as we were standing in line waiting for food, we I paid attention and she was writing Coquito. And I was like, what? And I was like, do you want one? And Mel's like, no. Oh, okay. No. I remember she goes, I don't want to go stand in the line again. Aaron jumped up as like the gentleman that yeah, he is he and ran up. Thanks, babe. That was sweet. Pushed everybody out of the line, barged his way <laughs> to the front and demanded one. Oh, well, right. no, I did get the drink and it was bomb. Oh. It was so bomb and it made me want to make coquito for the holiday. So I'm going to. And I mean, not to mention the drinks at Holocene, Midnight North killed it. It was really great to hear Elliot and Graham and the harmonies and just the sweet songs that they were singing. And Kellen sitting in on keys. That's Kellen right. From fruition. From fruition. Yeah. The, that band, I mean, super fucking talented. And you know what? I didn't know. I mean, I knew that Graham and Elliot sing amazing harmony. I didn't know that Graham fucking destroys that slide guitar. The slide, yeah. Mm-hmm. I did not know, and I was pleasantly surprised last night. And then, like Mel said, going and seeing Sponge. Are you going into your week? Go ahead. What? No. Oh. It w- <laughs> 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 well, because you were continuing on. So, But no, it was just, it, it's been a really nice week. And leading up to, and we got to talk to Jasper. Jasper was, um, he was in Florida for a little while with his other grandparents. And so when he got back home, um, I had Adam call and just the way that Jasper's talking these days. He said, hold what? on, I'm going to go get my Legos. Don't go anywhere. <laughs> and he's like, well, okay, I is that his new yeah. one? He just, well, I'm, I'm, I'm sprung. I'm sprung on that little baby. On that I'm baby. smitten. Me he's too. so sweet. He's such an, 
Isn't he's he, so funny. Isn't he flying up here soon? Yeah, he's going to be joining us for Christmas, and that's going to be great. And yeah, it's just I'm looking forward to all the fun Christmas stuff and enjoying the kind of like, um, I, I wouldn't say there's a lull in between, but like we're right. not so busy doing something every single day, you know? Like It's nice right now. Yeah, we're going to focus on family yes, and home. exactly. This is my favorite time. It's like the most when we're able to do like, regardless of the time of the year, when it when it's time to go in with the family, is some of my favorite times yeah, ever. Me too. As me Darwin too. told me on the porch the other day, it's his favorite time too. Aww. As he broke out his little, <laughs> we got to get him a new Christmas kerchief thing. That, that <laughs> thing he would keep it on every other that, year. That this thing, year he flung that shit off. Oh, that thing is busted. It. it looks like some it. homeless it, it, dog. It's, <laughs> it's a sad. It's cute. I like little. it. Anyway. All right. Um, I think that's pretty good with my, I mean, I've had a, so many things happening that it's hard to kind of condense it down. You know, we have a lot going on behind the scenes with our other project with Jeff, and that's been really um, in the forefront of my mind. I've been having a lot of, um, I don't know. Thoughts th- about I, it. Yeah, lots and lots of thoughts about <laughs> all my connections with Jeff and, and the future to come. Yeah. Well, you know what? That's good. I mean, uh, I know some people that don't have anything going on and they're either bored or sad or, you know, so we're super lucky to have anything happening. Shit, man. And, uh, well, it's, we make things happen that I realize that about us is like, if you're not making something happen or planning something, I'm planning something or Apple's doing like, we're not very passive. Lots of things to the table. Yeah, no, we're not very <laughs> passive about things happening at us. Uh-uh. We definitely create things. And that's one thing that I've been realizing this week is how much of a creator I am. And also with my therapies, helping me to realize that I am an artist and I've never really given myself credit for those things saying that or or owning it or expressing my art it's like always kind of hidden and only a few people see it or know about it and um i feel like i'm just it's being called for for me to be bold you know about it because i do have i do have a collection i have writing i have collage i have like all these different avenues of stuff that i have done and i'm like no you're not so I'm coming out of that mentality and that way of thinking and then own, trying to like own it, you know? So those ties with Jeff and all that are really, all these synchronicities are pointing to like strengthen that aspect of myself. And, and then we go and interview somebody like Mark, yeah, you know? It, yeah. So it just is, it really is affirming it's like you're on. Yeah. The universe is very loud these days mm-hmm. it doesn't um oh yeah it doesn't mince words like no. it used to i'd be like is that my is that my intuition i don't know no, now like, it's like yeah i was told you the other a lot better yeah i've told you the other night babe i was like i feel like my higher self talking to me like not like a another voice it's like my intuition has gotten so strong that i'm hearing it aside from myself and inside myself at the same time. Is that why you talk to yourself? I talk to myself a lot. Yes. That's important. That was an honest question. I wasn't being silly. I didn't think you were. Okay. Yes. That is why I I talk to myself a lot more. It's helping me to kind of like 
tease out. As your partner, it's hard sometimes. It's tough. Like, because you say stuff and I'm like, what? And, and then you get like hot. You're like, I wasn't talking to you. And I'm like, why the fuck are you talking? Like <laughs> we're the only two people here and you just asked a question, but you weren't talking to me. I think it's an important thing. I could have said, and I'm not joking about that either. I've talked to myself my entire life. Yeah. I need <laughs> yeah, but to when there's help. somebody else in the room with you and they think you're talking to them. I, I do that quite often. I do it yeah, around do. here. I, know you I do, do it at work all the time. I have people going, what? And I'm and I do the same, not heated, but it's, it's like, what do you like? What do you mean? What? I wasn't talking to you. Like, who the fuck are you talking to? To myself, I'm working things out. Oh, yeah, exactly. It helps to vocalize things. Yes. Sometimes to say something that you're stuck on and vocalize it to yourself can break that, and 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 it makes sense. Yes. You can talk it out. You can talk things out to yourself. I, anyway, I, no, Apple, you're so right. I did that on the way home today. I. It's like talking in the car is one of the best. S- saying like then there's nobody fucking with you. Yeah, because like if it's in your head, you can hear it however you hear it in your head but when you say it out loud first of all there's power in in words so you're speaking these things out and if you're maybe like thinking you're thinking shitty of yourself when you if you hear it you're like that's not fucking true no i'm not buying that or like if you're trying to like make a list hearing those things auditorily will instead of just internally can help so when I'm talking to myself, it's helping me like work out my game plan or work out like something I've been thinking about or like reminding me about something that I had pending that I never got to. It's, mm. it's, it it, and it makes sense to you. And like, so if you, oh, wait, hold on. If yeah. you interrupt me, then I lose my train of thought. That's what I was going to say. That was my last thing. That's why I get heated. Not like I'm pissed at you for asking me. It's like, you interrupted uh, my conversation. Yeah, yes, exactly. <laughs> you interrupted the the answer with myself. Yeah. Well, to me too, it's something like it. It just makes it like vocalizing something is putting it out there. How are you going to get feedback from something if you don't put it out there? You can't. And sometimes it's not immediate and stuff. But if you speak it, then it's not like an animal running around a cage anymore. You let yes. it out, and then it can come back to you maybe a day or two later. It oh may, my gosh, it, Apple! It, yes. it brings a clarity. Hmm. Yes, right. you saying that right there, that whole thing about like sometimes it's just like the repetitive thoughts, whether they're fears or anxieties or just dumb stuff. Like the, I wanted to buy that T-shirt and I didn't. And, and now it's bouncing gone. around like, something. Exactly. And it stays in there bouncing around. So you got to say thoughts. It. It's, yep. like, it's almost like a sneeze or a fart. Like get it out. And then. You guys are fucking weird, man. It's those air signs. <laughs> that air sign. Boom. Wonder Twins. WT. My, my thoughts are like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> they don't get stuck. They, they disappear. <laughs> yeah. That's the that's the fire burning it up. Well, I, I realized, too, the other day, I have a new friend. and In that, your head? In this that, is well, an imaginary friend. <laughs> yes and no <laughs> is the, is yeah. the proper answer. But no, in real life, I have a new friend and she helped me to realize that I have double air signs and that cleared up so much of my um, way that I handle myself. <laughs> and then Mel was like, and you're double fire. Yeah. And I was like, oh shit. So we can really spread a lot of shit really fast or i can put your ass out or we can start a blaze or we can keep something warm yeah 
So it's like well, learning fire. how to yield that. Yield that. Wield that. Well, yield it. Wield it. Wield it to yield, yield it. it. There but it so is. there, I could go on more, but I think that that's enough. They've caught. They've been caught up with my personal affairs and <laughs> my <laughs> week. You know what's my funny is I, I don't really have anything to report. That's week. fine. I don't really either. Well, Mel kind of reported our week with yeah. what we yeah. went and did, and we I all really kind of spoke to what we went and saw. All I, right. Well, what was then? Say, what was your favorite part of this weekend? My favorite part of the weekend was two things. Okay. Um. <laughs> okay, three things. Oh my god! <laughs> Number one was forty-five the, minutes the later. Burrito, <laughs> the burrito that I had last Robo night. Robo taco was burrito. Fucking amazing burrito last night. The second thing was going back to sleep after waking up this morning. <laughs> that it was so good. Like, you know those sleeps when it's cold outside and you've been chilly and then you get in a warm bed and instantly you're in the right position and every pillow is <laughs> perfect temperature. Everything's right. Yep. And like your body is in the perfect position and it's perfectly dark and quiet. And even the hairs on your head are in the right spot. That's what happened when I got back That's in bed awesome. today. I was like, oh, shit, I'm going to. And out. I That's good, too. I was happy when I got up this morning and I saw you'd gone back to bed because you don't let yourself do that very often. Yeah. I, well, it's not that I don't let myself. It's I go to bed at 730 at night with Mel. Yeah. And, and wake I'm up, up at four o'clock in the morning. So there's like no I'm awake. But you were tired. Uh, last yeah, I was night. I was burnt out mm, last weird. night. OK. And then the last thing, my third thing was hanging out with the sponge guys yesterday. That was, that was really fucking fun, fun man. That I was, like those guys. That was too. super fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that was fun. if you haven't listened to sponge, give them a listen. Absolutely. Pacific Northwest upcoming young band. Beautiful. Good beautiful people's boys. man. Yeah. So yeah, Young that's men. that's my Peeps. trifecta of joy for the weekend: burritos, sleep, and new sponge. friends. All right, Apple. All right. Well, I'll I mean because I'll just have to piggyback on though, but I'll, I'll add a couple new things here. I uh, seen Cody this weekend. Oh, our good buddy Cody. He's Cody. been going through just so many things in yeah, life that are dealt his way, and he still is there with a smile and a good he word. Still makes you feel and good. a kindness for everybody, no matter what. Fucking love, love you, Cody. Cody. And number two, I don't Love think we talked about this last week. I think this is of note. The Monte Cristo sandwiches that oh. Aaron made this week. That I don't think that we mentioned. Yeah, talked about it. Did we I? Did we? Yeah, we well, it's worthy of talking about it again. I agree. Yeah, I don't think I did, but it, oh my God, I came home the other night. It was, it was Tuesday night. It was my night and I was having a women, my first women. Well, I wouldn't say first because it wasn't, but a women's circle. And I was like, sorry, babe, I'm just not going to be able to cook. So he was like, I'll do it. And, and we'd already, these, dude, these Monte, Monte Cristos. I love Monte Cristos. It's, it, 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 people out there love, they're, it's 50-50. It's hit and miss with them. They're like, okay, or they're just too greasy. Aaron made the most perfect Monte Cristo. Perfect. That was a highlight of my week. <laughs> it was a Monte Cristos, worthy. seeing Cody, and then also just, Everything that we talked about, everything Mel talked about yesterday, going to see, oh. going to see two shows because this is the, we've talked about this before on the show. The the thing that we're happy to have again that we missed for two years, so much going on that you have to pick and choose. You miss things. You have things booked. This one worked out because Midnight North, 
did an early evening show that started at 5.30. So we were able to do that. And then we were able to go see Sponge after that. Normally, we would have to pick one or the other, but everything harmonized and it worked out and we got to see both. I have to throw one more in there. No, we can't back up. Getting to say hi and give a hug to Graham and and Elliot. Yeah, okay. That was fucking dope. That's true. We I didn't, didn't get to do that because yeah, I was I was in the, taking care of some other business. Well, shit, man. I, well, that I'm, that was because I'm, I didn't know. We you never know now who's into huggy or not and yeah. stuff. And Elliot just immediately put her arms out and, and they yeah they have a nice fist bump from Graham and they're so gracious. Yeah, we love you guys, people, man. Love you guys, you, Apple man. I'm for real like. I'm really glad that my Monte Cristo sandwich made you happy. <laughs> it, it made all of us happy. I know. Ryder was sitting at the table singing. He, I was like, sad like, that my was on that little bread because I wanted more. You wanted the fan. I had like gluten-free bread, which was really good, though. It was amazing. I cut into it. It was like when you cut a piece of pie and nothing moves. That was exactly the Monte Cristo. You cut into it. The bread stayed level. It was picture level. perfect. The meat stayed, everything you was beautiful. Shit, I have an idea. I'm going to float an idea out to the No Simple Road family. All right? And if, let me see, how can we get in? Well, you can send your. You're going to tell everybody to make us Monte Cristos and send them to us? <laughs> yeah. No. Oh. Should we start like a, a No Simple Road on the web page, on the No Simple Road web page, a recipe, like blog, like a food thing of like No Simple Road recipes. What do you guys think out there? You can info at nosimpleroad.com. Let me know what you think. Yeah, let us know what you think. One way of telling us what you think is by sending us some recipes. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean. That's recipes not what you misunderstand. What we yeah. do. Oh, what? Oh, like us? Like, yeah. Yeah. Aaron made the Monte Cristos. Yeah. You put the recipe Like apples, chili, yeah. chicken verde. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. Like what Mel's we're eating. eggplant yeah. parmesan. Yes. Like okay. That. All right. Yeah. Let me know what you guys think. I'm not man. adverse to that. I like food. Mm-hmm. I've been known to like food once you, in a while. You're a fucking damn good cook too. That's The reason I, I said it is because I was sitting here thinking like everybody in this house is a good cook. You know? Everybody yeah. in this house has a couple maybe a handful of recipes that are that should be shared yeah by the way i'm just saying we haven't had your eggplant in a while no we haven't and (laughs) i was actually thinking of doing that for christmas too i was just gonna say is eggplant christmas food though i think so it's it's got a red sauce on it shut up (laughs) any any type of like casserole or kind of like purple but it has green that's good any type of you know like it's just my favorite thing that Mel makes. She does it so she she slices the eggplant so thin and makes it so crispy, it's which is so important but for it not to be a mushy mess like a lot of eggplant parmesans are. That's why Welcome I generally Apple's don't like it. Eggplant. No, I'm boring I'm, corner. It's <laughs> so boring. <laughs> this week we'll wow. be discussing other techniques of cutting the eggplant. Oh my god! Remove it from the garden. All right. You know what? What? We're having fun. We're just getting started. That's enough out of you. Okay, that's enough fun. Wow. Yeah, you know what? It's, speaking of food, it's yeah, it's yeah, it is time. It's dinner o thirty. We're gonna have dinner at midnight. I uh, at I want all of you out there to remember something seriously. 
It's the holidays. I know the holidays isn't a lot of fun for and some people out there. And it is for a lot there. of people too. And it is for some, but for those of you that it isn't fun, if you're having a difficult time and you need to reach out to somebody, you can always reach out to us in the DMs um, on Instagram or at info at nosimpleroad.com. I promise you that one of us will get back to you within 24 hours. Um, we are not medical professionals, but we are family and we're your friends and you know, bend to, our ear. I have to say a shout out. Shout out, hopefully, to um, if Abe gets to hear this, shout out to you, Abe, because to be honest, he's one of my favorite people to see at shows. Abe is dope. Yeah. I love hanging out with Abe. I love talking to Abe. He's so fun. He's hilarious. He's, he's got sweet. one of the best smiles. He's got a great Always smile. Smiling. He's Has got Abe a great hug. Um, I don't think so. Not that I can He's remember. He's a good hugger. He's a sweet face. Like, I just, I really appreciate <laughs> spending time with you, Abe. So I'm just throwing you a shout out. Love you. Wow. All right. Hell Abe. yeah. Boom. All right, everybody. Guess what? You're getting a shout out too. We love you guys. Yeah. And you're fucking rad. Mm-hmm. And you're fun to hang out with too. We love your cute Mark, faces. if you made it this long, thank you so much for being, being on, the, on show. the show and teaching us so much through your beautiful life purpose yeah and everybody don't forget on wednesday to hook up the playing for change youtube channel and check out what's about to go down it's going to be magnificent so make sure you check that out and we got something your christmas present actually is coming in the mail and it'll be here next week and i'm releasing it for you so uh stay tuned for a super special extravaganza mystery guest christmas special <laughs> no simple road. <laughs> you're just trying wow. to compound on a exciting extravaganza. Yeah, it's gonna, be, it's gonna be fucking it's, amazing. It's gonna be Thanks a for listening, everybody. Shindig. We'll see you next week with more stuff and things. Remember, smile at a stranger, even though you have your mask on, and uh, take care of each other and hydrate and safety third. And, uh, don't pet coyotes because I heard they bite. Play, you know what? On the, the heels of what you just listened to today, too, like. Pass on your favorite music to people. Pass it down to your brothers yep. and sisters. Favorite up song. to your aunts and uncles. On to your neighbors. Share your favorite songs. On Put Blitzen, them out there. On Donner, on music, Dixon, music on can Connor change the world. Honor and Flixen. Okay. Yep. We love you guys. And music will change the world. <laughs> See you again next week, you guys. Bye. We love you. Peace. Peace.
Hey, listeners. I want to tell you about the April-May 2023 issue of Relics Magazine. It features a Dave Matthews Band cover story with additional articles and interviews with The National, Graham Nash, Wayne Shorter, ALO, Ivan Neville, our friend Eric Krasno and Stanton Moore, Marty Stewart, and much more. Check out the latest version of Relics and subscribe now at relics.com slash DMB. Thanks, Relics. Ever wonder what a punch from Elton John feels like? Or how you'd cope with having turned down the chance to be in Nirvana? Or what signal Keith Richards gives when he wants you to get the hell out of his hotel room? Fans of Too Much Effing Perspective don't have to wonder, because they've heard these exact stories and a jillion others on our podcast. I'm Alex Hoffman, former tour manager for Radiohead. And I'm musician and comedy writer Alan Keller. On the TMEP show, we get guests like Nancy Wilson from Heart, Jeremiah Freights from the Lumineers, and Modern Family's Julie Bowen to tell us things they may have only shared with their therapist, clergy, or a TMZ stringer. So join us on Too Much Effing Perspective. That's E-F-F-I-N-G Perspective. The only podcast you crank up to 11. <laughs>